Welcome to Doc's Outside the Box Podcast. This is your official show, looking inside the minds of cutting edge and innovative doctors. Think you'll find these stories in any medical textbook? Sorry. You're getting real live insight from men and women pushing the envelope beyond medicine. Ordinary doctors doing extraordinary things. Let's start now with your host, Dr. Nee Darko. What's good, everyone? This is Dr. Nee Darko. Welcome back to another episode of Docs Outside the Box. Got a special one for you. This is not an interview-based one, but I actually have a co-host for this show. It's my wife, Dr. Renee Voni Darko. Now, some of you all may know her from her pre-med coaching business, Pre-Med Strategies, which is doing very well, right? But also, she is the other half, the better half, some would say, of our getting popular now blog keeping up with the darkos where we talk about paying off our debt how to make our marriage work better and kind of like all that goes with it right so renee welcome to the show hello dr darko (laughs) (laughs) well welcome to the show i'm glad you're on here because this is going to be a really good one because people really want to know exactly how we did it Right. Yeah. Like they don't want to know like, oh, we dreamt together and then we like figured out a way to pay it off. Like we are here to talk about, you know, the exact steps that we took to pay this debt off. Okay. Actionable steps. Absolutely. So look, before we get into all of that first, let's learn a little bit about you. Tell us about where you're from, where you grew up, things like that. So again, um, my name is Renee and I'm from Brooklyn. VK. And um, spent most of my childhood in Brooklyn, um, grew up um, in East New York, eventually went to college in Westchester. And after a couple, actually about four years later, went to medical school and met this lovely man right here. This fine, handsome. This fine, tenderoni. Jet magazine of the, well, Jet mail magazine. Of the, <laughs> <laughs> I got to get my center. Peace. There you go. There you go. <laughs> and the rest was history, right? Tenderoni. So we started off as uh, study partners, and then one thing led to another. Next, you know, you sweating me, and then that's exactly how it happened. <laughs> you know, like how could I get with this guy who's so fine, right? It's your show. Exactly. <laughs> Anything else, I'll just edit it out. <laughs> that's right. right? <laughs> but we got married in 2013, right? And we brought together some student loan debt now we both went to the same med school together yes right we didn't get any scholarships to go to that school and we both got our mbas also from the dual degree program well i had a couple of partial scholarships but they weren't anything big at all okay so you graduated from undergrad with approximately how much about 200 plus no no from undergrad undergrad oh sorry undergrad oh i don't even remember (laughs) <laughs> to tell you the truth, I don't even remember how much I graduated with. Maybe 50? Okay. Something. All right. So I can't remember my undergrad debt either, but I know when, by the time I graduated from med school, I had about 220 or 240 yeah. in debt. You were somewhere. That's what I was thinking about. You were the before, same yeah. way. Okay. So then we go off and I, we do our residencies. You went and did your residency in OB, mm-hmm. right? In New Jersey. You were all in everything below the waist, right? Yeah. If it ain't below the waist, it ain't in my space. <laughs> That's copyright. I, I think you need to copyright that. You know what I'm saying? 
or trademark it. Trademark is pending. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I was doing my surgery residency, and I think it's pretty safe to say that we weren't making any realistic, no. you know, any type of real significant payments Money towards our student payments. loans. No. So there was a uh, more than just a couple of times that I was doing forbearance on my loans. I, I don't know did about deferment. you. You did deferment. Mm-hmm. So. By the time I finished my training, which was in another six years, you did your training in about four years or mm-hmm. so. By the time we got married, we both had about $330,000 of debt each. Yeah, it really ballooned, really ballooned up. I yeah. think you brought in the additional $2,000, right? <laughs> so that's because we're, we're actually not $660,000 in debt. We're six hundred sixty-two. Two thousand dollars. Six hundred sixty-two thousand nine hundred. Yeah, all that was all you. Yeah, so. it's your show. <laughs> <laughs> so look, we, we we we. It's obvious we we stated how much debt we had, and we got married. So let's talk a little bit about having solo debt mm-hmm. versus married debt, and what that meant to you specifically. So having solo debt, basically, before we got married, to me was like, okay, well, it's just my debt. And whatever debt I have is going to affect me. If I'm in deferment, forbearance, it's just going to affect me and whatever whatever household I am the head of. And I was the head of my own household at one point because I was single. Um, but when we got married, that obviously changed and your debt came into the picture. And then I had to think about, well, okay, if both of us have debt, how is that eventually going to affect our household, not just together, but also when we decide to start a family? So it was pretty stressful. Right. And, you know, we looked at it, at things differently, right? We don't look at it as, okay, you come into the relationship with your debt and then I have my debt and then you, you know, worry about yours and then I worry about mine. Right. We decided to combine our debts and that's how we came up with that number. Team Darko. Team Darko, Right. And then also one thing that we need to really lay down is our individual approach to finances, right? Right. You want to go first, ladies first, talk about your approach? Ooh, ladies first, sure. Um, so my approach to, to finances is pretty simple, at least to debt. Um, I'm debt averse. I don't like debt. When I graduated from college, I literally had about maybe $500 worth of credit card debt, whereas my friends were graduating with like thousands of dollars of debt. And even at that $500, I was extremely stressed out and vowed that I would never own a credit card again. And I haven't. So that's my approach. And I'm also not a spender. Um, If I don't have it in my bank account, to spend, then I don't get it. And I tend not to get things that I just want. I'm not a very luxurious person. Um, If you know me at all, you would definitely know that. Um, So I'm very practical. And um, I very rarely splurge. And I'm probably similar to that. I had a credit card. I still actually have a credit Mm -hmm. card, the same credit card from college. Um, and, um, I just don't want to get rid of it because of obviously it's my longstanding credit history there. So if I got rid of it, I wonder if that would really affect my credit. But anyway, um, you know, for me, I didn't bring in much debt from consumer debt, right? right? I didn't splurge much. I had a car that was already paid off. Mm -hmm. And for us, basically we just were not big spenders. The biggest item obviously for us really was our student loan debt. Right. Right. And so let's let's talk about how we figured out that 
this debt was going to be a problem because you know a lot of couples they they have a lot of debt mm-hmm. and they just kind of go on with their lives lifestyle creep occurs they get a home they have children they get cars and then the debt becomes almost like a pet where they're just kind of right. paying it off and it's not that big of a deal but for us you know so early into our marriage why was it such a big deal for us well again for me it was a huge deal because of the effects that it was going to have on our marriage and and our you know potential family um i started realizing that <laughs> i started realizing that we were paying more in our disability and life insurance <sighs> than it. we were yeah, yeah i'm going to bring that up yeah <laughs> than we were for our student loan debt. So our minimum we were paying minimum payments for our student loan debt and we were paying thousands more dollars for insurance. And I'm like this is not benefiting us at all. And needless to say we got rid of that insurance and Heck yeah. disability. That insurance product that we had was whole life insurance. Ugh. And then we had a disability insurance that was a little bit well Way more expensive than it needed to be. And you, if I remember, you brought that into this relationship. You got me onto that, right? Yeah, right. It's your show. So what you trying to say? I'm saying you're wrong, bro. (laughs) (laughs) That is not how that happened. All right, so let's set the record straight. So (laughs) anybody who listens to me knows that I was on Dave Dennison's um, podcast, and we talked about how I discovered disability insurance or actually how I bought disability insurance and life insurance in a club. Right? Shots! <laughs> Kicking it in Miami, having a good time, and I met an insurance agent. And when I should have went the other way, I literally was drinking it up with him. And next thing you know, you know. Five shots later. You know, it's... It, it's Sign I, on a dotted I, line. I, I will put the show notes in... The, or excuse me, I will put the links to the uh, that podcast episode in the show notes. But need, needless to say, um, you had a very expensive... Yes. plan i also had one you obviously being female your disability premiums are way more than mine correct and and i just want for the record let the record show that i was referred to this gentleman who sold uh disability and life insurance by you yeah well we already established that already i just want to set the record straight <laughs> <laughs> okay so obviously we were paying a high amount for our disability and life right. insurance, such a large amount was going towards our this plan and this product, but not enough was going towards our student loan debt. Right. Right. So tell us about the thought that you had. I guess you can say it's an epiphany that you had. Yeah. Trying to figure out why do we have this expensive disability plan and then we can't even make a significant payment on our student loans. Yeah. I mean, after a while, I just started thinking about benefits. Like, how is this benefiting us? To the point where I told the gentleman who sold who sold us the plans that the disability in particular was so high, and we, I definitely wasn't going to get any benefit from it. You know, as I got closer to retirement, for example, I told him when I got closer to retirement, I just chop off my hand so I could get paid for some of the money that I put into it. So, <laughs> which is not ideal, I'll tell you, but. Um, that was, that was, I think my epiphany was that I realized that so much money was leaving our pockets and we just were not making a dent at all in our student loan debt. And we also didn't have a plan on how to properly save. Right. We didn't have a plan on to how to get an emergency fund. We really didn't have a plan. 
we just got paid and then the money went out quickly. Yep. And unfortunately, you know, that's not really, that's actually a recipe for disaster. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and we were heading towards disaster because we were living paycheck to paycheck, but didn't realize it at that moment. Right. You know, so. And that was scary. Yeah, that, that was very scary. Yeah. So, you know, a combination of us getting really educated, um, but also at the same time, starting to be very realistic about what we bring in mm-hmm. ensued later on, right? So we we went to mint.com mm-hmm. and we decided yep. to get a little bit smarter with our, with our finances. Let's put it in computer and let's see exactly what our net worth was. And drum roll, please. Negative. Yeah. Neg- I can't even tell you negative what, but it was negative hundreds of thousands. Yeah, because you didn't bring in much savings. Right. I didn't bring in much savings, but obviously we brought in mad student loan debt. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that was a very sobering moment, right? Because I think I remember I brought it up to you. I'm like, look at how much debt we have. <laughs> I do remember that. And You're like, we broke. We're broke. <laughs> but I think, you know, it's funny. I think, like you said, we were really honest with ourselves. That was really a sentinel point in our relationship because we admitted to ourselves we were broke. Right. And we didn't go ahead and say, okay, we're going to go buy a house though, even though we have a lot of debt and then we have a lot of income, you know, Mm -hmm. that whole debt to income thing. We didn't do any of that stuff. Right. We just figured out, okay, something is going on in our household. It's, you know, under duress. We need to do something about it. Right. And, um, what happened next? So what happened next was after we finally, admitted that we were broke. I think that's something, first of all, that not a lot of people would admit to themselves that they are broke, especially too, too high net. Right. You know, especially high income earners. Right. Like they don't want to say I'm broke. Um, and nobody goes to medical school to be broke. Right. I didn't. So I didn't go to be rich, but, right, I, but also, I didn't go to be broke. I didn't think I was going to be broke. Exactly. As a joke. Yeah. So what happened next was we decided that we were going to track where our money was going um, because it was obviously going somewhere, but it wasn't going where we needed it. So we tracked our expenses three months back. Right. And we noticed, obviously, like we said, the life and disability insurance was a large portion um, of our money that was going out of the window. Um, But then we also noticed like other trends. We, we noticed, Food, we were spending a lot on groceries, but also we were dining out. Um, We were also noticing the swipe. So because we have joint accounts, you would swipe, I would swipe, you would swipe, I would swipe. And, you know, like I said, we're not big spenders, but if you have two people swiping and nobody's communicating, then that leaves room for the overdraft. Yeah, we had a couple of overdrafts, which were painful, but also at the same time, not only were we tracking, we were also educating ourselves at the same time. So mm-hmm. we got, you know, the Dave Ramsey education. Right. We found other blogs. We found other YouTube channels. Um, we also found other podcasts. Right. So while we were tracking our expenses for about three, four months mm-hmm. on an Excel sheet, we were getting as much knowledge as we could. And one of the biggest things that we understood or we figured out was that there are people who literally are able to pay off their homes, p- mm-hmm. people who are able to pay off their student loans. Like something that right now, three years later, is so simple. Back then, you remember how shocked I was? I was like, there are people who actually have their houses paid off right. or they don't have any student loan. And large amounts are paid off. Right. It didn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. That whole thing was a little eye-opening. I was like, how are, how are people able to do this? But then as you hear the stories over and over and over, you realize, okay, this is actually doable. 
Yeah. So we had to have a mindset change, right? right? I think that education and the expenses and realizing, you know, we're living paycheck to paycheck mainly because of our own, mm-hmm. you know, not knowing ignorance is going, you know, we're not building anything together. That in combination with the education helped us to create, I think, a big mindset change. Yeah. And then it led us to making this pact. Do you want to talk about the pact? So the pact that we made was that we would no longer create any more debt. So, you know, we're we're coming off the Christmas season right now. So you've probably seen a lot of commercials about, I bought you a car for Christmas. And uh, yeah, that would not fly in our household (laughs) because we're not creating any more debt. Not even a Tesla? No. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all help me out here. I want that Tesla, all right? Not even a used Tesla. No. I'm going to get me a Tesla. So, <laughs> so that was huge, right? That yeah. was huge. We decided not to create any more debt, but that led us next to, in order to not create debt, we needed to always have a healthy emergency fund yes. in the bank. That was another thing that was a big shocker to us. Is like, I didn't know people, you know, save that much mm-hmm. of money and then use that money to kind of pay for things in, you know, basically uh, things that people would usually use, use a credit, a card, credit card for, for right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. that, that was pretty interesting. So initially we saved up about, what, three months? No, no, no. If you remember, you don't remember what happened? What happened? The, so the first time we saved for the emergency fund, we saved up about, I think it was like, to maybe $3,000. I remember it was raining really, really hard like the week after and I backed into that fire hydrant (laughs) and it basically wiped out most of the emergency fund. But at the same time, we had the money there and so we were able to pay off, you know, the whoever the body shop yeah. we didn't as kanye west said we didn't have to get geico for that money that's right money. yeah so we but we saved a lot of money because right. we didn't use credit cards we used cash to we pay used for cash it. to pay for it and we didn't have to report it so our premium didn't go up right right so once we decided to have a healthy emergency fund the next step was budgeting mm-hmm. the b word the thing that most people don't like to talk about Yep. But budgeting for us, we looked at it differently. So it was difficult at first to, you know, create a budget. Mm -hmm. But we ended up finding out that budgeting became very powerful. Yeah. Remember, it became almost liberating to us. Yeah. It was really great because so for me and I think for you as well, it's like if I'm working hard to make a certain amount of money, I want to know exactly where my money is going and I want to know that is benefiting me. So that was that was the main thing. But when we first sat down to make our budget, it was yeah, it was difficult because it was like, okay, well, where should we where should we put this money? You know, should we spend it here? Should we spend it there? Are we spending too much on this? Um, so it was difficult. It really was. Tell them about that uh, that grocery budget, how it started. Oh, the two hundred dollar grocery budget. <laughs> Yo, but you gotta admit, so we started off with two hundred dollars a month of groceries. Grocery but budget. Yeah. Y'all I mean, people are probably like, there's no way they stuck to that. We stuck we to that. We stuck to it. We stuck to it for like I wanna say maybe two and a half years. We stuck to two hundred dollars for groceries, period. Like that was it. And the reason but remember, the reason we were able to stick to two hundred dollars for groceries is because we had overspent so much 
previously, the year before, in groceries that the house was full of groceries, yet we were still buying more groceries that we weren't even consuming. Yeah, yeah. And then not only that with the budget, the budget helped us to really understand the power of our income, Mm -hmm. right? Like once we were able to really divvy up where money X goes, money Y goes, we were able to see, wow, we have so much more money left over. We can, you know, put a double payment down. Not only are we just making minimum, we can put a double payment down. Yeah, quadruple. And then we're like, (laughs) hmm, maybe we should put down more, right? So initially, once we did the budget, we had a plan of paying off our student loan debt in what, 15 years? 15 years. So I was like, okay, we can, <laughs> we, we so can do silly. that. We thought we were going to have to pay it off in 30, but 15 years, I'm like, okay, we can do that, right? Mm-hmm. So I went to work. I remember I went to work thinking we got a budget. You know, We're going to take this in 15 years. We got a healthy emergency fund. Let's do this. And then I come home from work one day. <laughs> you, you had finished clinic early or something like that, or you must have had the day off or something like yep. that. I come home early and you are smiling at me at the door. And I'm like, babe, we could pay off our private loans, not our federal loans. We could pay off our private loans in a year. So like literally like everything stopped. Imagine everything stopping. And I'm like looking. She's looking at me. I'm looking at her. Then all of a sudden I'm looking like some other direction. Like I'm looking at the studio audience. Like, <laughs> like what'd she say? Like where's the laugh track coming? What are you talking about? We're going to pay off our private loans in one year. You did not believe me. Hell no. I didn't believe you. The lesson is listen to your wife. Here we go. Yes, we the go. lesson is listen. So, to your look wife. before you, <laughs> before we go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> tell so, like, how did you come up with that? Like, we can pay it off in a year because I I wasn't believing none of that until yeah. you showed me some numbers. Right. Let's talk about that. So once so once we really started down the path of paying off our student loan debts, I got really laser focused, almost obsessed with, okay, how fast can we pay this off? Again, we were listening to Dave Ramsey and people were paying off, you know, thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt um, in short periods of time. And I was like, well, why can't we do that as well? You know, we make enough um, to pay off this debt. We should be able to do it as well. So I ended up calling Sally Mae (laughs) because I looked at our minimum payments and I knew we were paying double payments at one point, but I was like, I don't know how fast this double payment is going to actually pay help us pay off our debts. I need to do more math. So I called Sally Mae and I said, I need you to calculate what the minimum payment would be if we wanted to pay this entire thing off in a year. And the woman calculated it out for me and gave me the number. Like she was like, hold on. And yeah. like you can hear her like clickety clacking on the calculator. Yep. She basically did that for me. And when when we got the number, I showed it to me and I was like, this is the number we would have to pay every month. And what did you say? I said, hell no, we can't do that. (laughs) (laughs) But no, but you you she you in essence showed me a table of how much it will cost to pay in five years, Mm -hmm. three years and in one year. Obviously, one year was for us impossible. Right. Um, That's what you said. One year was impossible for private loans or for private loans. Well, yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. So, right. Initially. So I was like, whatever. So she showed me the numbers and we literally went back to the budget. And that was another mind shift change because we were doing the budget where we would keep a healthy amount of savings for ourselves. And we weren't going to do anything with that money at that point. Mm -hmm. Because at this point, let me let you all know, we didn't know much about investing. Right. Right. We didn't really know much about saving. So we said, well, we'll just save the money and then we will kind of 
do double payments and eventually our loans would be paid off quicker. Right. So once you came with those numbers, now we knew in our budget we had some money left over. We had some cushion. Yeah. We had some cushion. So we said, okay, well, why don't we take some of that money and just put it more towards the student debt? Mm-hmm. Right. The other thing that we did, which was really, really key, was what do we do with our life insurance and disability insurance? <laughs> Man, we sold them suckers off. <laughs> got rid of them. Got rid of them. And, well, I shouldn't say got rid of them. We replaced them. Yeah, we found uh, more affordable versions. We actually went to an insurance broker. Right. Okay. And um, we're very happy with her. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, she sponsored this she show. She sponsors the show, yeah. Right? So Set for Life Insurance, we went to her and we had a significant savings in our insurance, um, both disability and life insurance. And then we also um, got the value back right. on the cash value. We got but about 90% back. Yeah, thankfully. Right. And since we, since that money was gone, and in essence, technically, we didn't really miss the money, when we got that money back, what did we do with that money? We paid off some debt. Yeah, we put a significant amount of that money towards our private loans. Mm-hmm. And long story short, we paid off our private loans. In six months. Listen to your wife. So that was, how much was that? That was 130000 well, 129000 plus. Dang, so we did it in six months. In six months. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> and those loans were, interest rates were between like 5 and 10%. Yeah, um, so those yeah, were but no- I think nine point five, nine point two five, I think was the highest. Yeah, nothing, nothing to to definitely laugh at. Those are some serious, serious loans. So yeah. once we had that really big easy win, or not easy, but that first big win, we said, "Whoa, this is doable." This is doable this is because doable. what ends up happening is you look at your 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 account history on the website and you start to see, <laughs> okay, if I make minimum payments, this like I'm still accruing interest, yes. like a significant amount of interest, sometimes more interest than what I'm actually paying down. Yep. Absolutely. And then to just see that that private loan was completely done, paid in full. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got amped off of that, right? Right. We did. We got really hyped up. But then I still wasn't a believer, right? Remember, we yep. had the federal loans, and yep. that was so. We had what with the federal loans? We had about five hundred and I, yeah, five five hundred. I think in thirty something thousand left or something like that. Yeah. Okay, so I was saying, okay, maybe we can pay that off in like ten years or something, yes, right? You did, and I remember we were at work, and I was waiting for you to get off work, and I just kept calculating and calculating now it's important for you to understand that what i was calculating wasn't just the time that we could pay it off but i was also comparing it to the time that the loan company wanted us to pay it off and so basically from there i got well we could probably pay it off in three years and you said hell no (laughs) i say hell no a lot you do (laughs) <laughs> and I looked at the studio audience. I was like, what's this girl talking about? She's tripping, paying off $500,000 in three, long, three years. Who does yeah, that? Yeah. Who does yeah, that? You did. You, you, that one, you, I had to really win you over on that one. Cause I wanted my did. Tesla. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't really believe that. My concern was when I calculated how much it was going to be for what the loan company wanted us to pay, I'm telling you, it, it worked out to, what over a million dollars that we would have paid if we had stayed on the 300 minimum payments right so paying the principal back plus the interest payments that would have accrued yeah and i am anti-interest when it comes to loans and i am pro-interest when it comes to investments (laughs) (laughs) right 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 so then you know we we just set forth to attack the debt 
right? We said three, well, actually, we said a little over three years, remember? Yes. We said about what, three and a half. We said three and a half years. Four years, we thought we can do it. And we went to work, y'all. So, literally, literally, we both, like, we (laughs) we were employed at our positions, and then we also did locums on the side. Right. And we didn't just do regular locums. Like, I was in Boise, Idaho. I was in Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. I was in a different portion of Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. So, there were significant moments where we were away from each other for about two weeks Mm -hmm. for at least close to a year so we would spend two weeks with each other and then for another two weeks i'd be gone yep or you'd be gone for, for a weekend a yeah, weekend I was doing weekends and everything that we got from locums we just put towards our student loans yep you know and literally the equivalent of like making a car note or actually paying off a car every month that was painful yes you know but it was it was gratifying that we were making you progress. Know, progress. You yeah. know, you see your student loan, like you go to the account history and you see, oh man, like, you know, this how much the principal <laughs> actually went down by a big amount, right? No, it, not even by a big amount. That it actually went down. Because you know when you pay those when you pay those minimum payments, that principal ain't going down. Right. Right. Absolutely. So hours were going down and we really weren't accruing much interest after that, right? Right. After a point after a certain portion. And then we just started playing games with the budget. Remember? Mm-hmm. We were like, okay, well, you know, this month we we were able to put 70% of yes. our budget <laughs> that towards, was your game more towards than mine. debt. Maybe yes. we, next month we can get to like 77%. Yeah. 80%. There was one point where we were consistently paying like over 80%. 80%. You know, mm-hmm. those are some, some tough times. 80% of our paychecks basically was going to student loan debt. Oh, yeah. That was, oh, yeah. That was some serious, serious sacrifice. Oh, yeah. Now, some of you all may thinking, well, it's, you know, it's easy. Y'all didn't have kids or anything like that because we did not have kids during a significant portion of paying off that student loan debt. But what say you, Renee, about that? Well, (laughs) I say we didn't have a kid, but it felt like we did because we ended up doing IVF, multiple cycles of IVF. And as you know, IVF is extremely expensive, um, so not yeah. covered under insurance, not, co- yeah, it wasn't covered under our insurance. Um, so we had to pay for it out of pocket. So we were, we were working like crazy to pay off the student loan debt. But again, we had made the pact that we would not create, create any, more, any debt. more debt, even though we were trying to start our family. So by that time though, we had set up such good habits that mm-hmm. we knew we already had to pack, so we knew that, okay, if we're going to pay for this, it's going to have to be cash. Right. Or it's not going to be done, which is actually scary. It is. It's actually scary because, in essence, we let a money decision determine if we were going to have children or not. So that's right. actually a very dangerous game that we played. Yeah. But it worked out. <laughs> Thankfully. Thankfully, it worked Thankfully, out. Thankfully, we're two able-bodied people. <laughs> So we did about three rounds of IVF. Yep. And we were still and able And we were to- trying to do some cycles in between there also. So that was right. that was also expensive. There were some frustrating times when I actually had to be, you know, in other parts of the country. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some of the cycles weren't able to be done. So, right. you know, we lost some money there and yep. so forth. But um, the cool thing is, is that we were not able, or excuse me, we did not have to use a credit card. We didn't have to do any loans or anything like mm-hmm. that. So we're very thankful about that. Yeah. So that was huge. And we were still able to at least make some significant payments to our student loans during that time. Like we never 
stopped. Right. We right? didn't stop. No. We didn't stop. No, we didn't use that as a reason to stop paying off our student loans. Like, oh, well, you know, we're paying for IVF and we just have to stop now. Um, I think we kept in mind that it was important for us to continue on because of, you know, of our why. We just did not want to live in debt oh, yeah. for a long period Preach of time. Preach on it. Talk about that why. Well, the why, I mean, so I, I write this in the blog post um, on Keeping Up With The Darkos, but our why basically was that we want to make decisions in our life that doesn't that don't have anything to do with how much student loan debt we owe. So I don't want to be like, well, I got to get I have to take this job because I have to pay off my student loans. You know, like that's that's not what I went to med school to do. Um, so and that's just kind of generally speaking. But another thing I think was really important as an example was that. I wanted to be able to once I did have once we did have a child to be able to stay home with him, especially in his infant years. And so luckily, you know, we paid off our student loan debt and I'm able to do that. And now we have an au pair. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's a no, lot. We no, don't we don't have an au pair <laughs> unless you count me as the au pair. Um, but yeah, but I'm able to stay home most days. Um, I still work now. Um, but I'm only working what six to ten days out of the well, month. Overall, though, there's not that burden to have to right. work because we have debt that we have to pay off, right? Exactly. So now that we have the debt out of our lives, we can now focus on building wealth, mm-hmm. building a family. Yep. You know, being more strategic with our money mm-hmm. because our money belongs to us, right? You know, that money so- is ours. Like the last thing that I wanted was a bunch of interest payments to be going to a loan company. And like you said, there were months where you were paying so much more in interest than you were in principle. It's like that, that doesn't make any sense. So now that we are on the other side of this, cause let's be honest, there were some really tough times, mm-hmm. you know, can you remember, like, tell me what was the lowest point in paying off your student loans? Do you <sighs> remember? Well, we not paying off yours, but when we were paying off debt, what was the lowest point for you? I think for me, the lowest point was, I think finally you were in Wisconsin and I called you because you had been going to Wisconsin every single month from like January to like July. And I was like, oh my God, I'm, I feel like I'm single again. <laughs> you know, you're only here two weeks out of the month. And I, if you remember, I called you and I was like, you need to stop. Like you need to stop working as much as you're working because this is this is not going to be good for our relationship like we need to that was my lowest point i think i think that after coming out from this we've come out stronger though mm-hmm. right Absolutely. because we yeah. like we had some low points but there were plenty of times where when i was down you picked me up when you were down i picked you up and if we can accomplish this we can accomplish anything right you know i can get a tesla right no? You know, what was your lowest point? Let's, <laughs> let's pivot. All right. So my don't use my that's my interview technique. So this is my show. So my my lowest point definitely was do you remember when you got sick? Uh, you were at a board review course. Oh, my God. Yes. So my wife was at a board review course yes. in Minnesota. No, no, no. In North Carolina. Okay. And you had some type of allergic reaction. Yes. You had to use your EpiPen. Yep. And as y'all know from, you know, obviously physiology, 
your heart rate was going really fast. Yes. You were having a hard time breathing. Yes. And, and you, I had to get on a plane. You took the plane, mm-hmm. having a hard time breathing on the plane. You yep. got off the plane and I thought I was literally having a heart attack. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And then we got to, you got to the to the airport and I can't remember. Did I meet you at the airport? You met me at the airport. I met you at the airport. I met you at the airport. Yeah. And unfortunately, I could not. Now, the airport is about 45 minutes from our home. Mm-hmm. So I met you at the airport to see how you're doing. But I didn't go home with you. Correct. I had to actually go on to another portion of Pennsylvania and go work because that next morning. Right. I was about three hours from you. I had to go and work. And as you all know, who do locums, you can't cancel. Or if you cancel, you're going to have a significant steep penalty penalty if you mm-hmm. cancel. So you had to drive from the airport 45 yes. minutes to the hospital, our hospital. I remember when I was driving, I kept calling to see how you were doing. Mm-hmm. And I had to call one of our ER friends to see if they can fast track you through. Mm-hmm. And then your cell phone doesn't work in that ER. Yep. And for me, that was the lowest point because, you know, literally money was affecting how our relationship was. I couldn't even follow you to that point. Actually, I never even told you this, that this is something I never told you. But that was the lowest point for me because now I'm driving an additional two hours, three hours. And I'm like, I wonder, I I don't even know how my wife is doing. Like you literally could have died. Yeah. Right. They did a PE protocol on you. Oh, my God. Your D-dimers. Was your D-dimers like 7,000? 8,000. Right. But luckily you didn't have a PE. Correct. And um, that was very, that was my lowest point. I was like, man, like, is this really worth it? Is this really worth it? You know, and I think to some regret, you know, I think, I don't know if that was really that necessary to do that. If I had a chance to do that over again, I think I would have canceled. Right. You know, I think. Well, but I also kept reassuring you. Yeah. You're like, you have a PE. I was like, I don't have a PE. Right. (laughs) Right. So that 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 is um, that those were low points for us, mm-hmm. but we got through it. We picked each other up, and I still think we came out really stronger from it. You know, yeah. and um, fist bump, fist bump, right there, boom. So, like, what's next for us now? Ooh, what is next? Oh my goodness, I don't know. What do you think is next? Well, right now, the biggest thing is obviously. You know, just trying to build wealth. Like we are behind, right? Yes, we're we, behind. Yes, this is true. Like we we have an okay savings account, but I think in terms of investments, mm-hmm. in terms of um, just in general savings, like we have some catching up to do. Um, but you know, we now know, like, look, if we can spend three years putting eighty percent of our salary mm-hmm. or even higher towards student loan debt, we damn sure can put 80% yep. of our loan or 80% of our, why am I even mentioning loans? Loans doesn't even, they don't exist. They don't exist, What's right? a loan? I don't even know what that is. Yeah, me but 80% of our salary, 80% of what we bring in now can go towards savings. Right. More than three years in a row, right? Yes, So absolutely. we can catch up really quickly, right? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's really big for us right yeah. now. And then the other thing now is because we don't have much student loan debt anymore, we don't have any debt at all. Like we are free. No, we do have some debt. No, I said student loan debt. Okay, gotcha, right. We still gotcha. have a we still have a rental in, um, in a rental property in rental property in Atlanta, Georgia. We wrote about that in the in the blog. In the blog. I'll probably leave that that uh, link in the show note also. But um, we're free to kind of do what we want to do in terms of business, right? Right. Like you've been able to really take off with your pre med coaching business. Yes. I'm really yes. really. Um, 
you know, I feel very strongly and passionately about this podcast. And then obviously we are running a, a the local, locum's company, the locum tenants company, mm-hmm. equal access health also. Yeah. So, and then also now, you know, we can be closer to family. We've been able to theme our years. So 2016 was the year of failure where mm-hmm. we gave zero Fs. We yep. didn't care. We were just going to start whatever we wanted to start. And if and we fail, happens, happen. <laughs> yeah. And then the year after that was year of family, year of family. So year we tried family. to get a little bit closer to family and spend more time with family. And then we also started our own family. That's right. And, and then, just so that you guys know, this little guy came for free. Oh, yeah. He came spontaneously. He definitely is a Darko. <laughs> That's right. He was like, what? Y'all paying to have kids? Uh-uh. Something wrong with that. You know, you, what did I say when that happened? I was like, yo, I want my money back from like, <laughs> I spent all this money on this IVF. Hey. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's Tesla right there. He owes us money. Who? Our child? Yeah, our son. Yeah, he he owes us money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Show him the receipts when he gets to a certain age. That's right. but now this year 2018 is the year of unity Unity. right in our best rick james rick james unity (laughs) right so this is the year that we're going to work on our businesses together Mm -hmm. right um we're gonna get stronger in our relationship right and um we're gonna just take over and we're just gonna go at it as one team as one you know as one one love one love so everyone, I just want to say thank you very much for listening to this episode. This is literally our journey very quickly through our student loan debt. Um, I really hope you all got some really relatable, actionable items from this. And what do you think, Renee? This was fun, right? Yeah, it was. It was kind of fun. Maybe I should be on your show every Slow down. Slow your roll. Slow your roll. Slow your roll. This is me. Okay. Yeah, this is. It's your show. It's my show. <laughs> <laughs> but listen i don't know what, what do y'all think write to me you know my email is uh is uh docs otb at gmail.com twitter is at docs otb as well as you can come to facebook don't forget there's a facebook group for docs outside the box it's called what's it called docs outside the box nation so it's a facebook group where literally you can talk about anything related to being a doc outside the box. If you're wanting to be a doc outside the box and you just want to have the conversation, but where you work, who you work with, um, who you're around, you don't feel comfortable, this is the Facebook group that you want to be yep. a part of. If you want to learn how to take significant steps towards doing anything that may be related to doing something a little non-traditional, this is the place for you. Yep. If you want to get help from people, this is the place that you want to be. We're going to be live streaming. We're going to be dropping gems. Um, it's really something that I'm very, very excited about. And obviously I started it with the help of my lovely wife. So thank you very much. Um, no problem. Do you want to say any last uh, parting words before we get out of here? Um, I just want to say thank you for inviting me to the show. This was really, really fun. And I hope that your audience, you know, got, um, very good information from us on how they could also pay off their student loan debt. I think that doctors in particular, think that they have to basically die <laughs> with their student loan debts and you don't have to you you really don't so um you know hopefully you got something from this well said well if you really enjoyed this episode go ahead and leave me a review on apple Podcasts, and you could also subscribe to through apple Podcasts, 
Google Play, as well as Stitcher Radio. And always be sure to share this with someone who you think will learn from this. So look, I'm going to catch you on the next episode. But before I jet, just remember one thing. We only got one life. Let's make it count. And live Live outside outside the the box. box. Peace.